The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Well, hello, everyone. How has your week been? Did you have a good one? You know, what you consider a horrible week, God may consider one of your best weeks. And that's hard for us to conceive, isn't it? We don't understand how horrible things in our life God considers as being great things in our life. But it's in those horrible times sometimes that God can do his best work in you. He's changing you. He's doing things that you never thought possible that he could do. Today, I would like to go to the book of Psalms. Psalms 139. And it is written by David, who was a man after God's own heart. God even said that about him. But he learned how God valued him as a person. And actually, I want to go down to verse 13 before I start with one. Because we talk about life of a child and how it begins. Does it begin at conception? Well, guess what the Bible says? It was you, God, who created my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. Now, it's really hard for the human brain to conceive that God knew us before he ever created us. We think on the human form that a man and a woman comes together, the sperm meets the egg, the sperm connects with the egg, it is fertilized, and the egg becomes a human. That's how we look at it. God looks at it a little bit different. He sees you in his eyes. He knew you before he ever placed you in your mother's womb before he ever designed for that sperm to meet up with that egg, connect, and become a human being. Wow. God is so awesome. And before he ever formed you, he had a plan for you and a purpose for you. 
It's amazing what God wants to do with your life. He amazes me at how he works in my life. And David was amazed by that in this chapter. You see, God has a purpose for everybody. Because everybody's been created by him. Whether you're a good person, bad person, or an evil, evil person. God has a purpose for you. Now, if you're an evil person, God knew that before he ever made you. But he allowed evil to enter into your heart. We're told that with Pharaoh and with Judas. He said the devil entered into him and he became evil. Well, the evilness was there in his heart because he was very selfish about the money. He took care of all the money of the disciples. But Judas had this thing about it was part of his. And he dipped into it probably a lot. We don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us. But he had this tendency to go toward the dark side, like Adam and Eve. And so God allowed that. He allowed that part of his nature to come alive at that particular time so that he would go and he would turn Jesus in to the Jews. And we don't understand why God did that. It was a horrible time in history. It was a horrible time in the Jewish nation. But it was a great time with God. Because now he was going to make a way for people to know him like he knows them. Intimately. Because of Jesus. Sin had come into the world. But now sin could be taken out of us and we don't have to sin that doesn't mean we don't ever sin it simply means we have a way of escape and that's through the blood of jesus but now let's go back to verse 1 of psalms 139 and there david writes lord You have searched me, and you have known me. You know when I sit down, and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know about it. You've encircled me and you have placed your hand on me. This wondrous wondrous knowledge is beyond me. And I am unable to reach it. You see, David writes, I'm incapable of understanding how you know all of this. How do you figure out who I am 
and what I am and when I'm going to do something. And you know a thought before I even think it. How does God do that? That's one of them questions that I ask God a lot. How did you do that? How did you know that? Because you see, my little finite brain cannot comprehend this mighty, wondrous, omniscience, omnipresent God. He's everywhere. He knows everything about me and about you. Because he knitted us together. He is the one that connected every bone, every muscle, every tendon, put the brain where it was supposed to be, made it as large as it was supposed to be, which sometimes I think mine is mighty tiny. But he knows it all about us. And he knows how we're going to come out into this world. Now, when Adam and Eve first was thrown out of the Garden of Eden, everyone was healthy. Why? Because there was their DNA was pure. It hadn't known sin. But sin come in. And it come in to, first was shown up in Cain because he killed his brother. He did not value that life. He was jealous of him because he approved, God approved of his sacrifice instead of Cain's. And as a result of that, Cain was thrown out into the world and the unknown and he was no longer present with God Abel was dead so God created another person Seth and Seth became Abel's example of what life should be Cain is the example of what life should not be for us but then in the physical realm, their DNA was still pure. And as time went along, and the further away we get from creation, all of these things come up in the world because we have so much sin going on in our bodies that we have all kinds of diseases, all kinds of things chromosomes get mixed up and X and Y and Z and I don't understand any of those but they all get mixed up and so babies come out looking like they're defective but with God no they're not defective God has a purpose for them and a reason for them and he wants to use them I have a neighbor who said his life was saved when his son was born with cerebral palsy because he said, I was going down the wrong path. And he said, this boy, because 
I loved him so much has shown me I need to get on God's path. And I need to live life the way God wants me to live it. This boy is now, I think, about 34 years old. But he's t- his dad has taken care of him. And he, he does things for him. And this boy amazes me. You see, God had a purpose in him. He was going to change his dad's life and draw him back to God. And that's what he does. God is so wonderful with our children. And he wants every child to be born, to experience life. He came and experienced life. And he wants us to do the same. But just because you have a disability does not make you less important to God. And David writes in the middle of the Psalms, Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I plea from your presence? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in shallow, you are there. Now, shallow was the place where it was unseen and unknown, and it was in the Hebrew term, it was place for the dead, the resting place of spirits that were evil. In other words, hell. If I fly on the wings of of the dawn and I settle down on the western horizon even there your hand will lead me your right hand will hold on to me you see David praised God because it didn't matter where he went his God's presence was always going to be with him friend Are you assured of that today? Do you know for 100% certainty that everywhere you go, everything that you do, everything that you think, God knows about it. And God is right there with you. That's hard for the finite mind to comprehend. Because... We have this thing that, well, there's no way God can be here with me and be thousands of miles around the world and be with that person at the same time. But he is. He always has been. And he always will be. God is never going to change. He changes you. And he changes me every day into his son's image, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants you to experience that change. The Bible is simply when God entered into people's lives and intervened, life was changed. They were changed. You look at Paul. Paul killed 
Christians and enjoyed doing it, thought he was doing God's will. But when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, life was changed forever. And Paul was changed. What he thought, how he looked at life, how he experienced God, how Jesus come into his life. Everything was changed. And that's what he wants to do with you today. He wants you to come in and join him. Be with him. Let him live in you through his Holy Spirit. But he will never make you or force you to want to do that. He didn't force Adam and Eve to obey him and live in the garden forever. He didn't force Moses to go and speak to Pharaoh. But he changed him. You see, first Moses gave all these excuses why he couldn't do it. One of them was that he had a stutter, evidently. He couldn't speak plain. And so God said, okay, I'll let Aaron speak for you. But when it actually came to the time to speak to Pharaoh, guess who did it? Moses. Because he knew Moses could do it. Because God was with him. And God's with you today. I hope you learn something about who you are. God values you. I don't care what your weaknesses are. I don't care what you can or cannot do physically. God is with you. He knows you. He knows every intimate part of you because he knitted you together and you are wonderfully made by his hands. Can you believe that today? I hope so. I hope you have a blessed week. And until next time, bye for now.